एवरीवन आई एम कल्पिता आई एम अ फेलो ऑफ उरी कलंकिनीज 13 वीक इयरली फेलोशिप प्रोग्राम दिस फेलोशिप ब्रिंग्स टुगेदर चेंज मेकर्स टू एंगेज फॉर 13 वीक्स इन 13 माइक्रो एडवोकेसी प्रोजेक्ट्स वी मीट अमेजिंग पीपल फ्रॉम वेरियस ऑर्गेनाइजेशंस एंड अपस्किल आरसेल्स टू डू एडवोकेसी इन अ फन वे दिस सीरीज इज फॉर टीनेजर्स एंड पीपल हु डोंट हैव द कोट अनकोट परफेक्ट बॉडीज टू स्टार्ट थिंकिंग अबाउट आर रिलेशनशिप विद आर बॉडीज we speak about what's not generally spoken and we certainly give you a lot of questions thank you so much anuradha for joining us uh, i'd start with the first question can you tell us a little about yourself i am basically from bangalore um i've been doing theater for 25 years now um i basically do acting i'm basically an actress um but have tried my hands in different direction uh but i'd like devising work that's where i am um yeah so i've always had two professions one is theater the other is uh, organization development so my bread comes from theater and butter and vegetables come from organization development so yeah so can you tell us about the little theater initiative that you have um you know what made you start first of all the big fat company the idea of big fat company um sort of emerged in my mind uh, in 2008 uh when i was working doing organization development there um so i attended one uh, meeting with a particular uh, manager for company and we were talking about facilitation of a particular program and um, the person uh, told me that uh, you know i mean he loves the kind of content that you uh, come up with but uh, these all are middle-aged managers and uh, all of them are men um and uh, would it be okay if you design the content and uh, we have a pretty looking facilitator so uh <laughs> so that's when uh, i came back home i was thinking what made him say that of course uh, it did hurt you know somebody calls you not pretty enough but the question was much larger uh, in terms of what are they looking at are they looking at training their employees or are they looking at entertainment of some people face coming and talking to them and even if they are and if he feels that it's a pretty looking so called stereotypical they may look stand and talk and the the feeling of the content will be better then why is it mm. um and then it went on to because for me any any session that i facilitate is like a performance because i use similar tools and techniques and for me it is performance so then i drew parallel lines to my theater career and i said has it happened to me there Uh, or is it only a corporate thing? Hmm. I just realized that when I was 19 years old, um, I played the role of a grandmother of an 80-year-old. Hmm. You know, and everybody would say that. But uh, over a period of time, constantly all these factors would come my way. Um, and sometimes we would have directors tell me, like, who were the protagonists or who was doing the so-called main role, why didn't you teach her something? Mm. So I would wonder if I could teach her, then why don't I do the role? Uh, anywhere specify that uh, the so-called main role should be so tall or size, <laughs> it doesn't specify anything. It just says a pretty lady or a beautiful lady. Then what is it that makes people think somebody is prettier than the other? Till then, I didn't. It didn't occur to me. Till 2008, when I just when this came up in the corporate world, and I started drawing parallels. And the answer that I thought of at that time found was that the aesthetics of beauty, especially of body and beauty, uh, is something which is built as a construct through various factors uh, in our life. 
from the visual elements that we see and uh, which feeds in or rather adds to the concept which parents, family, people constantly see telling you that as a girl, you should be so much tall. But then slowly as you go on, I started reading reports and it said the your size of the so-called concept of beauty that one has, has its implications on the salary you get, on the kind of uh, deals that you can finalize if you're in marketing. And your job, getting a job, also depends on how picky you are. And um, I was recently watching another episode called 100 Humans, and, you know, there also, I think they were discussing about if you have a pretty face, then even courts give you less punishment, even though wow. you've committed crime. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the bias of or, or the aesthetic construct of beauty is somehow linked to character of the person. You know, such a pretty face can't do something like this. And we all talk about inner beauty and all that, but all that remains only on paper. So when I quit my corporate job in 2015 and um, I was at home for some time and I wanted to start something and I wanted to do setup full time. That was when I started thinking more about what do I do about this because it, it bothers me and I'm sure it bothers a lot of other people. Just not about being fat, it is also about being too short, being too hairy, having a big nose, small nose, big ears, color your skin color, so everything. So there is not one person on this planet who uh, is the perfect human being. Hmm. And what is that perfection that somebody idealizes? Nobody knows. Then I said, okay, theater is something that I want to do. And through theater, how do I break, break this construct? How do I break the construct of aesthetics of body? So in the meantime, uh, there's also in theater what happens is there was a trend in theater of typical theater, you know, and uh, I would go to watch a lot of the so-called typical theater. And it would be really slim, very flexible um, actors who, you know, probably like, I mean, most of them could touch their feet to their nose kind of mm. a thing. <laughs> and uh, so it's dominantly flexibility at work uh, through the body. Hmm. Uh, which was good to see, very graceful and all that. But then is that what one defines as grace? Um, as theatre, we are inclusive to so many other kinds of things which we claim. Hmm. Are we inclusive of bodies was my question. And that is when the crack company became more a concrete idea of saying that uh, if body is my tool that I perform uh, and people come and they experience a performance through my body, then I should be able to give them varieties of bodies because they are also varieties of bodies which come. Um, and how do I break that aesthetic, the construct of, I, I, to a large extent, the patriarchal mindset of what beauty is? That's how uh, this company came into it. Wow, that's such a concrete idea to, I mean, really. Like, wow, thank you so much for uh, sharing that journey. Um, I'm also curious to know how was the initial reaction when the Big Fat company actually came in and people started. So what was that initial reaction? Not only from people who, like you said, just talk about mm -hmm. body positivity in the paper, but also people who are, I don't know what normal is, but who do not, uh, you know, confirm to the, the our ideas of inclusivity. What was their reaction? I think predominantly um, everyone sort of has this construct of what um, I would include myself too mm -hmm. uh, because we've grown up in that environment so for me myself to break it and even now it's every day a challenge to break that constant among mm -hmm. myself um, with myself basically to it's an everyday questioning 
Mm-hmm. So when the first when we announced for the tech company and we uh, announced for actors, um, uh, you know, saying over is big is welcome. Uh, so we didn't specify the height, weight, because if I feel that I'm big for whatever reason, then I'm big. It's as simple as that. So a lot of we had absolutely no response. Uh, not one of them, um, you know, contacted. We actually sent out individual mailers because I know a lot of being in theatre for so long. I know a lot of actors. Those we sent it out, some of them would say, hey, great initiative, and that's it. They would not say, hey, I want to be a part of mm-hmm. it. Then I actually sat and made calls to each one of them, whomever I knew, and I said, this is the idea, and would you, do, would you want to like come on board? They're looking at forming an ensemble. Uh, some of them were very keen. They said, hey, great, you know, I want to come on board. But it had that call and that little push had to be done for mm. of them. Uh, the others um, would say, uh, oh, so you're, you're calling me back. Is that is that why you're calling me? So they took it. They took offense of it, uh, and that was a learning experience for me. So then I uh, said, so okay, even as actors who go on stage also have issues of it. And then uh, there were some who said, oh, you know, now now I am fat. Uh, what if I reduce my weight later? Will I still be a part of the ensemble? So I said, it, it, big fat company is just a metaphor. Uh, you know, the big and fat is something that I personally can relate to inadequacies of a body that the society and at large, you know, the community keeps feeding into me. But I'm sure everybody is fed into, you know, a lot of concepts like that. So yeah, I used to address what is this aesthetics and inadequacy that one talks about? What is the difference between beauty and fitness? Who builds these aesthetics of beauty standards in us? Even if somebody is, you know, so, so one of the actors asked me, uh, what if, uh, you know, I have a friend who wants to be a part of this company, um, she's, you know, she's just 40 kilos and she's 5 feet tall. Um, if you look at her, you say she's very thin, but she thinks she's fat. I said, as long as she believes this, that's what we are bothered about, because it's about what is the concept that I have about mm. beauty mm. and body, through mm. which my experiences get mm. determined or perceived. Mm. So that's how we started. And um, we got an ensemble of around 15 people we are. Um, who did a series of workshops together uh, to just explore what our issues with our own bodies are, what our stories are, what what is the body mimicry that we have. Um, so we um, we uh, sort of collaborated with uh, Shabari, who's a dancer, and um, Shabari's ideas about body uh, and what body does was very similar to what we were looking at. Uh, and she was working with bodies in dance. Uh, so her question also was, what is grace in dance? Um, any body which moves, does it qualify as grace? And things mm. like that. So in that way, we collaborated with her for the workshop and she directed our first play. Uh, so a lot of, so when she directed our first play, a lot of uh, eyebrows were treating saying, oh, she's a dancer and she's directing your play. Why did you not ask a theater person? Um, one of the things that we very clearly said we don't want a set of person because at least I didn't know any set of person who would question body. Uh, so having an idea like this and having another set of person who will again do the same kind of casting was of no use to us. So in that way, Shabri uh, understood the core of what we wanted to do. So we, the first production was uh, called Head to Head. Uh, so we uh, took Girish Karnath's Hayavadana, which basically talks mm-hmm. about mind and body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we devised, so we took bits of uh, his play and we devised uh, our questions, our stories into that. 
um, so that was the first uh, performance. And when we performed, I think in 2018 March, uh, was our first performances. We performed to a, quite a conservative audience. And uh, the questions that we got was, by then, uh, some press had already interviewed us. So one was, oh, um, you're picking up a marketable concept, you know? So uh, I was like, then the question was, is it, does the concept then, because there is press coverage happening, then do I change? No, I mean, you know, so, but so, because no other theater group in India has got so much publicity in terms of press coverage. So there were a lot of eyebrows kept, kept raising around that. Then a uh, few people who saw our play, uh, they can say, oh, it's very physical, and I was uncomfortable with it. Uh, because to, for them, to see big bodies move in a way which they are not used to seeing, um, was something that they couldn't digest. Yeah, yeah. So the question was, why should it have been so physical? So I was like, okay, why should it not be physical? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you know, so they, they felt they, that was slightly difficult. And one more uh, response we got was, we said, oh, you people have um, done this whole group of cats uh, actors. Uh, we thought uh, you will do something which is beyond what normal actors can do. So then I said, but the whole point is we want to prove that we are also normal actors. <laughs> we are neither superheroes <laughs> nor below that. So why should you expect that we should do something better than anybody? Mm -hmm. if, if somebody else is failing, we also fail. If somebody else is doing good work, we also do good work. So we want to be normal. We're just saying that we are as normal as any other actor. Mm -hmm. uh, that was some of the responses. But there were, there were a lot of non-theater people who came to watch our play. Um, it was amazing that they could relate to it better. Uh, they could really, they came and they said, you know what, I could see myself in this. Uh, and it was so nice to see these kind of bodies move confidently on stage with the kind of costume you were wearing. Uh, because then for me, it felt like, okay, if they can do it on stage, then I can go dress nicely to office. You know, uh, so things like that. So I think a lot of theater people who came to see our play saw it from a theater aesthetic perspective. But people uh, from non-theater backgrounds, for them, it was an experience. They could relate to it, the questions, to um, the content that we were delivering. And one thing we were very clear is that we didn't want to play the victim card. Uh, you know, saying, oh, you know, you people uh, sideline us or whatever. Because it's not true, you know, because I think humans are known for discrimination. Whether it is fat or color or anything, they will constantly do that. So our idea of the production was to say that uh, we're not blaming the audience or anybody. We are as much as the victims, as much we are also the perpetrators, and so are you. So let's together ask this question to ourselves and to the world to figure out what can we do about it. So that's the kind of tone that we set for the performance. Hope this episode gave you a lot to think about, agree or disagree, but for sure, some material to think and ponder. Please do check out other episodes of this series and also other awesome series on our channel Uri Kalankini in all major podcasting platforms.